Hello and welcome to After Hours by Astrid and Mie. Today we've got Frankie Gaff talking all things made in Chelsea, breakups and the highs and lows of social media. Frankie, thank you for joining me here on my wonderful sofa and beautiful friendly plants. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So I know we've had a bit of a chat before about what we're going to be talking about today, which is your journey so far and what has brought you to this point in your life (laughs) and the twists and turns. Mm -hmm. So let's start with how you ended up on MIC and where you were before. So I was at university. Mm-hmm. So I went and did business economics at Bournemouth, which was... Oh, nice. Seaside town. Yeah, yeah. So fun. I was there for three years and it was probably the best few years. That's where I met all my long-term friends that I've got now. I was in my last year of my degree and I'd met my ex who I was dating and I was back and forth from London and I started filming and then, yeah, I just decided to take the leap and move to London. So what did you want to do to be studying business and economics? So, That's quite a hard yeah, subject. Like. So I first did business in sixth form of school mm-hmm. and I never really enjoyed school. I was really I wasn't naughty, but I never could get into subjects. Okay, but oh, then... it's all coming out now, so then you were <laughs> a little bit naughty. So what kind of a kid were you at school then? I was really sporty. Okay. So I, I did all the sports and stuff like that, but I was not musical. I wasn't into drama mm-hmm. and I wasn't not clever, but because I didn't have a massive interest in it. Mm. For exams and stuff, I wasn't that good at sitting down and revising. And Everyone learns in different ways. Yeah. Like, and I think that the school system is made to be put in these little boxes. So. Yeah. And I went to boarding school as well, which was quite intense. Oh, wow, my God. From what age? From, like, 11, I started boarding. Yeah. When I tell people this, they, like, freak. And they're like, no. oh, my God, I feel sorry for you. No, it's not sorry. It's just different. Yeah. Like, I went to the local comp. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it's actually, <laughs> honestly, so much fun. I think there's some schools which are really traditional mm-hmm. and are more like things you sort of see in films, mm. where it's like super strict. And like I went to a big co-ed one, so there's boys and girls, and it was literally like having a sleepover with your friends every night. Really? It wasn't too strict. There was so much sports, and yeah. you got to go to London on the weekend, so it was really fun. Are there times now when you're like, oh, I feel like this, or I respond to this because of going to boarding school? Like, Do you think it really shaped you? I think at uni I felt that, because... A lot of the people I made really good friends with in my first year just went to normal schools mm. and they weren't used to being away from their parents. Yeah, never left. Yeah, they didn't really know how to cook. and yeah. like <laughs> They just weren't that independent. Mm. So I think in that way, I was able to cope a lot better mm. not being at home, just sort of doing things for myself, mm. which was good. But and do you think it also helped when you were leaving Bournemouth to go to London? You're like, well, I've done this twice yeah. already. Like, and also with like the busy schedule in London, especially when I was filming, I couldn't just see my parents that much and yeah. stuff. But I was used to it, yeah, which I think definitely helped. And also with Main Chelsea, we would go away for summers and be away for like two, three months. Yeah, so we wouldn't see our parents then, and I was sort of used to that. So, mm. yeah. So how old were you when you started on Main Chelsea? 20 yeah that is young yeah it's weird it feels like so long ago now I was a completely different person I think like in the last I'm 25 now so like five years I've definitely grown those are really (laughs) formative years as well like you do change a lot and especially if you've had a lot of big life experiences and big changes which you have yeah your viewpoint is just going to completely alter isn't it yeah what was it that you think pushed you to make that jump and not complete your degree like how did your parents feel about that so it was really weird because 
I was on a four year course and I'd done two years without being in London. And then on my third year, which was when I first met my ex and I was up in London filming and stuff. And I just sort of thought at that point, leaving university to move to London full time just wasn't an option mm. because I thought my parents would kill me. Yeah, be like, yeah. Absolutely no way. <laughs> because also uni is expensive. Yeah. And I just never thought about it. And then it was my parents who suggested it to me because I was really? so tired because... Basically, when I first joined in Chelsea, we sort of made a deal that it wouldn't interfere with my studies Mm -hmm. and I would always be back for all my lectures, Mm -hmm. which they agreed to. But it just, because it is trying to follow real life situations, nothing's set in stone because they can't predict what's going to happen in all our lives each day. So it's a lot of last minute things. And I was finishing filming at like 2am and needing to be in Bournemouth for a lecture at 9am. So it just wasn't really feasible. And I think they saw how tired I was. And they thought, like, knowing me, that I would do so much better in London rather than doing another year of studying. Mm Because I think they sort of know that as well. I was never really into, like, exams and stuff. Yeah. So I sort of look at it as everything you learn in your first few years of uni is, like, all the stuff they teach you. And then your final year is the year where you sort of tell them what they've taught you with, like, your dissertation and stuff. So I was like, okay, I've learned everything. I'm just not going to tell them what I've learned. fine. I'm really happy I made that decision. Mm. I don't know what I'd be doing now. Did you have a plan, like, initially when you went, or were you just like, I like this subject, I'm going to go? So my parents own a business. I've got quite, like, an entrepreneurial family. Mm-hmm. My mum's very, like, businesswoman, girl power. Oh, great. So I sort of always knew I wanted my own business. Because mm. also my dad's always said, like, why would you want to make someone else richer when you can just make yourself richer? That's his little Smart. motto. Yeah. So I that, could have learned some more of that when I was a kid, <laughs> to be honest with you. That's a really good, like, um, motto. Yeah, so he's always been like, work for yourself, 100%. Mm. Like, get experience at different places, but in the end, try and build your own sort of empire type mm. thing. So that's what I've always wanted to do, which then worked really well with the show, because obviously it just gives you so many opportunities. Yeah, it's that platform, isn't it, that yeah. can launch you, and it's up to you what you do then. Yeah. Obviously. So I think that's why they, were, they came up with the idea. Like, a few months after starting the show, they were like, what are you doing? Oh, no. <laughs> we do not like this TV show. I don't think they realised how invasive it was. Yeah. Because, obviously, parents aren't used to seeing that much in your life. Like, that's yeah. not normal. And, obviously, some stuff they just didn't like. But they're happy where I am today. Yeah, so. of course. And it's all part of the journey, isn't it? Yeah. So, actually, now... So, the business could have been anything. You've learnt business. But yeah. now it is creating yourself as a brand. Yeah. So, that's the kind of... Yeah, that's what... Natural progression. Yeah. I say that to people, I'm like, when they're like, what do you do and all these different yeah. things, I'm like, well, I feel like I own my own business and I feel like my business is myself. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just constant grafting of like... It is. <laughs> it is constant grafting, but actually there are so many people that are doing it and yeah. making it work. This didn't exist. You wouldn't have had these opportunities in these platforms to kind of share your information, mm. even 10 years ago. Yeah, it's so, crazy. You're Even kind of like, a pioneer. Yeah. This. When I think back to like the first few years of Made in Chelsea, I used to love like the older lot. Like, I used yeah. to watch it when I was like 15, 16. Oh, wow. And then you ended up on it. Yeah. But like <laughs> at that point, there was no Instagram or yeah. anything. So it's yeah. weird how even in that time period, it's changed. Yeah. Yeah. People would be like opening salons or doing what they yeah. could do with, with what they had. So is there anything that you would change about that point? Or were you just like... Mm. I found filming 
quite stressful. Mm-hmm. So I definitely had moments, especially when I was still on the show, of like, what have I done? Why mm. am I doing this? It's horrible. I think that's the same in any job, to be honest yeah. with you. Like, even really nice jobs, you're like, yeah. why am I getting up this morning? Like, yeah. But I'm so happy with where I am now, so mm-hmm. I am really grateful for it. So I don't think I have any regrets. The jump from Bournemouth to London was like the push yeah I'm really glad I did it I'm glad I had supportive parents yeah absolutely that makes a big difference doesn't it yeah sometimes you just have to go with the first round not overthink things you just gotta Mm. do it so would you say you go on your intuition quite a lot I'm very impulsive okay which my mum sometimes criticizes me for she's like stop booking holidays last minute (laughs) I mean that's not a bad impulse everyone (laughs) loves a holiday what other so if you're impulsive like like what I wouldn't like it like I'll one day just wake up and decide I want to do something or I want to buy something or whatever. And without thinking of the consequences or anything, I'll just do it. But once I've got Mm -hmm. my mind set on something, I have to do it very quickly. Like if someone says, oh, why don't you wait a week or so and then go get it or go do this? I'm like, no, I want to do it today. Yeah, I'm exactly (laughs) the same. I completely support that. And I'm like, why wait? You know, you might feel a different way a different day. Just do it. I remember two years ago, I broke up with my ex and I was like, screw it, I'm going to go to Australia for New Year's. I've always wanted to do it. Yeah. But the flight's really in advance. And then by the time it actually came to New Year, I was with a new guy. And I was like, <laughs> why am I going to wait this long? Like, <laughs> Did you go? Yeah, you I still went. went. Yeah. No it was regrets. fun. But it was very expensive. And yeah, it was just my mum, when I came back and I was like, mum, it's a bit of a waste of money. She was like... <laughs> told you you can't be this impulsive all the time yeah I mean Australia's like a big you know I'm like weekend in Benidorm might be kind of different like a little like getaway (laughs) okay we've moved along we're living in London Mm -hmm. on the show yeah so two years you were on it was it yeah and in that time were you working anywhere else were you still doing anything or was it just literally taking over your whole life well I was with a model agency Mm -hmm. so I was doing collaborations with brands and filming, yeah, pretty much took over everything, to be honest. I was, again, I was so exhausted all the time. Mm. I even look back at myself on the show and I'm like, I look five years, ten years older then than I do now because I was always so tired. Stress. Like, I would literally, I remember flying to Ireland at, like, 6am one morning to do a campaign for a makeup brand and then flying back that night at midnight and then I was up again at 4am for a full day of filming to, like, following midnight. Oh my God. Like, it was quite crazy yeah so I was doing that literally full time for two years yeah and take its toll yeah so what drove you to leave the main reason that I joined it in the first place was because I was dating someone on it and they were very much like I'm on the show this is sort of my life it films my life so I kind of need you to come on it because you're now part of my life so it was kind of that's how it happened and I didn't I was not really into it for a couple of months I kept saying no because I was really shy like I still am a little bit shy but when I was at uni and younger I was so shy and the thought of going on tv and everything being so public was honestly my worst nightmare so I was Mm. like no way and then when my parents were like oh it could be a good idea I was like oh god okay I'm gonna I'll try it and then I ended up staying on it for the two years but when you date someone on it and when you date someone who's a big character on it you're in it a lot more so it's a lot yeah. more filming than other people it's a lot more intense like I had a lot of moments literally from the start where I was like I, I don't want to do this this is not me I, mm. it's too stressful but 
I just kept at it because I was still dating this person. He was mm. very much like, it's fine, it will get better, blah, blah, blah. And then me and him ended up breaking up. I then sort of thought at that point, oh, I could quit now and mm-hmm. go do other things. But I ended up staying on it for another six months, I think. And my best friend, Tiff Watson, she'd quit a few right. months before. And I just saw how happy she was. And mm. we went to Australia together. Okay. And we always got a break at Christmas of two weeks. We went to Australia together for New Year. And she'd been off the show for, yeah, like two months now. Was saying how happy she was. And she'd met this other guy. And it just sounded so good. And then we I remember we were just sunbathing on the roof of our apartment that we had in Australia. We couldn't leave our apartment because we had this weird 16-year-old, honestly, follow us around everywhere because main Chelsea in Australia is massive. <laughs> what? With a little camera. A boy or a girl? boy. What was his name? Oh, we don't know. <laughs> he was messaging us on Instagram. He Honestly, he drove a little scooter. <laughs> he had a camera and we were like, oh, it's a really bad camera. Those pictures aren't going anywhere. Every day we'd wake up to awful pictures of us in the Daily Mail. From him? Yeah, from <laughs> him. <laughs> little shit. I know. Like, I would have moved him off that bike. Tiff was getting in Instagram fights with him and everything. Oh like, he was awful. And we were just so angry because... Like, we couldn't go to the beach. Because, because he'd be there? He'd be there. And they, the pictures that were coming out were just awful. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just wasn't nice. If we were like, okay, we And he just... was making money selling photos yeah, of you. Yeah, He'd wait outside our apartment. It's a hard situation when stuff like that happens because you're like, this is someone's job. Anyway, it confined us to our rooftop. Oh, so we spent a lot of time on the roof just talking yeah. about what was next and all these things. And then I decided at that point, like, right, at the end of this next series, I'm going to leave. Mm. Got back to London. The filming pissed me off within the first week I was there. And I was like, right, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we can fade you out this series. I was like, nope, I'll do one more episode and then that's it. So they wanted to try and kind of just like slowly. Yeah. Because that works better for them. But for yeah. me, I just, I was like, I'm just so over it now. Yeah. I just wanted to go down a different route. Mm. Because what I do now is actually, it is different. The sort of brands you work with are very different. Mm-hmm. Were you directed towards brands when you were working with Men Chelsea? Was it kind of like, oh, these are the brands that relate with us? Or was there still freedom for you to kind of explore around? It was more like different brands want different influencers and talent mm-hmm. to promote them or whatever it is, work with them. So some brands love reality TV. Some brands absolutely hate reality TV mm. and love influencers. And the sort of brands that love reality TV, some of them I like, but... I was doing a lot of work with brands that I didn't like. And right. I was like, this isn't me. I don't use this. And it would stress me out having to like post about something. Yeah, you want to be authentic, especially yeah. if you're kind of building yourself up as you. I mean, that's all you, yeah. like, you know, you need to be as you as you yeah. can be. Otherwise, you kind of, you can tell when someone's like, oh, I use these like, yeah, whatever to like, you know. I remember I, did, I had to do this face mask for, I can't even remember what brand it was. This was years ago. I really didn't want to do it. Because it was like a really Instagram-y one. Like where yeah. the, the face masks that aren't good for your skin. Right. I like, just look nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So yeah. they're all over Instagram. And I remember putting it on, having to film this video and taking it off. And then my face was so red. And I was like, I said to my agency at the time, I was like, I don't know if I can post this. Yeah. They're like, send over for approval. And I remember the brand being like, yeah, actually, we can't post that. Because <laughs> you so, had a reaction to yeah. it. Yeah. So it was just stuff like that. So mm. I was ready for like the sort of next thing. I had a meeting with my agency. Yeah. Which was Milk. Oh, yeah, I know Milk, yeah. At the time, and it was Kate. So my current agent now is Katie, and she left Milk to start her own agency. Okay. When she was at Milk, still, we made a little, like, PR plan of how mm-hmm. we are going to do it. We then told the show, and, yeah, it was just... 
Yeah. See ya. Yeah, it felt so good. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So in the plan, how where are you now? I mean, I suppose it's been so it's how been, long since you left? So I left in February 2018. Okay. It's like a year and eight, nine months. My math Nearly is two not years. good. Yeah. Nearly two years is fine, um, right? The, the, first, <laughs> the first period was quite tricky for like the first three or four months because mm. it was a combination of me trying to rebrand myself. Mm-hmm. My agency sort of said this to me, that if you're going to stop working with certain brands, you're not automatically going to start working with other brands. Right. So it was kind of like a big process. But I think in situations like that, you just have to sort of trust your agent yeah. and just trust the process and just trust yourself as well that, like yeah. it will work which it did thank goodness yeah but, and there was a period where I was like oh my goodness what am I gonna do <laughs> yeah I mean anything unknown is scary right yeah. but you've got to take that jump yeah. I think and you're lucky that you have support of your family and a good agent that believes in you and yeah. you kind of went with her and stuff that yeah. shows that you've got a really good bond as well yeah but she's definitely like got your back yeah no I love her we work really well together oh that's good yeah so I she left our old agency and then when I could when my contract was out I was like right. I'm gonna go back with her because we just got yeah. on so well you would love her actually oh, yeah. she's quite similar to you <laughs> she sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> right so we've moved on so obviously it would have been a massive part of it was breaking up with your ex leaving maybe yeah Chelsea. yeah do you think that you could have if you were still together still left was that just absolutely not an option I think depending on the couple can be an option with mm. those sort of shows. But with my ex at the time, he was, like, the show's kind of, like, his life. Like, he's very oh. passionate about it because he was one of the first cast members on it. So he's done it for years. I don't know so how he's, he's still doing it. the beginning. Yeah. Right, okay. So I think with him, it would never have worked if I wasn't on it because it would affect how much he was filming mm. and he wouldn't like that. So I don't think, no, I don't think I could have left if I was still with him. So obviously I know that you have a great following and loads of really loyal people on social media and you said a lot of them contact you about the heartbreak and yeah. advice and stuff like that. So you know on the question things you can do where it's like, ask me a question. Yeah. The main things I get are about skincare. Mm-hmm. and Me have got great skin, so oh, I want to ask you about your skin. That's totally fine. <laughs> Normal. And about how to go over heartbreak, what to do if this is happening, mm-hmm. which I find funny because I'm literally like, I don't really talk about stuff like that on social media, yeah. so it surprises me that I get asked. So I'm like, why do they think I'm good at this? Do you think that because you don't talk about it, that's maybe perceived as strength? Yeah. And, you know, you're not focusing on it. You're not kind of like, there are other people that might keep going over the same old yeah. ground and, like, rake it up and share. I mean, I'm a bit of an oversharer in yeah. general. Yeah. But I know that I probably, with stuff like a breakup, I'd probably still keep that just to... Yeah. You know, because if it's painful, yeah. it's hard, isn't it? It yeah. makes it worse. Like some people wouldn't like cathartism, isn't it? Is that the word? Cathar- cathartic? Anyway, so it's like a release to talk about stuff and then feel better about it. Or you park it and then when you're ready, you can yeah. kind of venture out slowly. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I've never really been into speaking about stuff like that on social media. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. I don't know how people do it. When I see people going through a breakup and they post about the breakup, it almost gives me anxiety because I'm like oh. yeah but I will say I think I do get asked as well because the breakup with my ex from the show was quite public right and most of my followers are from following me from Made in Chelsea mm-hmm. I think okay, that's maybe why but I never really know what to say so they see you as strong and they see you as you know yeah. someone that they maybe like to be like so I guess that you know it is a compliment definitely. yeah it is a compliment and yeah. it's quite sweet that it's kind of like you're their mate 
Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I do always try and reply to people. There must be a lot like of replies. Yeah, but I like, I prioritise. So I'm like, <laughs> people, if they're messaging me about anxiety or heartbreak or stuff like that, I'm like, okay, you're at the top. Uh-oh, we shouldn't let this out because, you know, everyone's going to be like, oh, I've got anxiety, and then it's let's like, be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your top from? Where's your necklace from? And then below that is like, what, you, what did you eat today? <laughs> what did you eat today? Oh, my God. The amount of questions I get That's about, a little bit, like... Honestly, it actually worries me because, again, when I do that question thing, yeah. I, one of the things is, how much do you weigh? I get asked a lot. How many calories do you eat in a day? I get, like, asking questions about what workouts you do and stuff, but those That's okay. intense questions about calories and weight, I'm like, I feel bad that people feel so obsessed with their weight or whatever. But also, it's like, that means your body is public property. How much do you weigh? Like, they deserve to know. Yeah. That's a little bit problematic I think and it's to do with there are all these expectations but yeah. it's kind of like if well, they're using you but they're using you as a gar- as a yardstick to be like that's the aim which yeah. is not healthy yeah and as a person not just an example to follow yeah you're allowed to not know how much you weigh and you're allowed to not share stuff yeah. like that as well I oh, know I've never shared that <laughs> but there's so much more do you know what I mean it's yeah. kind of like reducing a person to numbers is really it's coming a bit I wouldn't even think of it in my head, let alone say it out loud. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't see someone go, I wonder how much he weighs. <laughs> no, but I know that it's something that I've seen with other influencers. It's actually quite a common. People want to know what so close do you wear, how much do you weigh. So yeah. it is, and it's a comparison thing. And I think as women, we're so, we're kind of encouraged to compare each other so yeah. that they can be sold a solution, right? Mm. And it's just so unhealthy. It's really, like, it's I so like unhealthy. It's really out of hand at the moment. Yeah. yeah. This is why I struggle with social media a bit, is because. It's so hard because when you have a big following, mm-hmm. you suddenly feel so much responsibility. Yeah. And literally anything you post now, you're wrong about something. You're going to be scrutinised. I put up a story yesterday about what supplements I take mm-hmm. because people were asking. Love supplement. And yeah. some doctor slid into my DMs and had screenshot of my story and put it on hers. And she's got followers. She's got like 40,000 followers and just slated everything I wrote. Being like, this isn't true. This is what's wrong with the world. Influencers posting stuff like this. And I was like, message her being like, first of all, you could have just messaged me privately. Yeah. Second of all, that wasn't the angle. Google it because everything I've said is all over Google. Yeah. I'm not going to tell me. And it's, it was nothing crazy like, oh, you should take this for that. It was just like iron supplements for low iron. Yeah. And that's vitamin okay. D supplement for health and yeah, energy can teeth. help with anxiety yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So stuff like that really annoys me because I want to be as real as possible, but I just don't want to get criticised every day about Yeah, you can't something. feed the trolls. Like, how do you deal? Like, have you ever had, like, a proper, like, bad troll? When I was back on the show and, like, you'll put up a post of, I don't know, you on a beach, but people will bring whatever's happened in the latest episode onto that picture. Right. So if you've pissed someone off, they'll be like, you're a snake, you're this, you're oh that. My God. Or if someone's pissing you off, they'll be like, I hope you're okay, which obviously is sweet. <laughs> it's cute. But, yeah, but there is a line between yeah. you're on a completely separate beach maybe months later because that was filmed X yeah. time, that time ago. Yeah. And that kind of slight blurriness between reality and TV. Yeah. It's so interesting. I know. The Daily Mail, like if you're ever in a Daily Mail article, like the comments on that are the worst. Yeah. Like you honestly get death threats. It's what? so bad. They're like notoriously known for being the worst. I didn't even know you could go on an article and comment on it. Yeah. And you can't just comment on it. You have to have an account to comment on it. And so, so these people account. must go through like different articles and comment on them all. 
It is crazy. But I think at the start... when but that you... takes time and energy. Like, get a hobby. Yeah. Grow cactus. Get a bonsai tree. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that's it's so gross. It's true, though, isn't it? Do you know what it's, it's older people. It's like, Grumpy old people. And it's a lot of women. It's not Again, so it's men. because we are pitted against each other and yeah. it just, yeah, toxic. So toxic. Uh, like, sometimes I'll look at... If I ever got stuff on Instagram, I'd look at the person who was saying it. I'd see, like, a mum with all her daughters on Instagram like little kids I'm like if you've got kids how can yeah. you say that to someone else's kid he, yeah like a tw- at the time I was what 20 21 so I was like this is crazy but you kind of just get used to it and you just take it like on the chin you're like whatever yeah like, I mean you've got good support around you yeah. and I think that you can see the difference between people that maybe don't have the support that you have mm. it literally yeah gets I, do, under their skin. I, I do follow some bloggers who talk a lot on their stories and you can they're still talking about being upset and why people are doing this. But, yeah, it's crazy. That's one of the downfalls of social yeah. media. But I guess it's kind of like you've got to take... It's not like you've got to take the rock of the smooth because you, there are yeah. loads of benefits, right? I mean, it's mm. basically how you're making your career now, yeah. isn't it? I was thinking about this earlier. What would happen if Instagram, like, just, like... I'd be screwed. Really? But you're on other stuff, though. You're on Twitter. Yeah, I don't you, really are use you Twitter. YouTubing as well? No, so I don't have a YouTube at the moment, but it's something right. I've thought about. But yeah, it is a bit of a worry. TikTok, Snapchat, so, like they're all coming out yeah. and you don't know which is going to be the next one. So social media is like... Apparently just, TikTok's quite big. It's massive in the it. States. The only people that I know use it are my god kids. Quite and they're thing. like doing little like lip syncs and like all this stuff. Yeah, it's just music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. And I've sort of had a little look into it. I'm too old for that shit, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Maybe in a few years time. But yeah. like Facebook's for like your nan and your mum to like yeah. share pictures of the dog and stuff. <laughs> Instagram's where it's at. Like TikTok and Snapchat seem really young. Snapchat's a bit dated now as well, I feel. Do you know what? The only time I get asked about Snapchat is like slimy boys. Being like, what's your Snapchat? And it's because they have a girlfriend. So they want to be able to check you out on there. Because they can text you on that. The amount of boys with girlfriends who have messaged on Snapchat. And I'll be like, why can't you speak to me normally? And I'm like, oh, because you've got a girlfriend. How do you feel about like the Love Island kind of like kickback from all the like people that cannot handle it? Yeah, it's awful because these shows as well, they just don't care. All they care about is good TV. Yeah. And I think maybe that thing with Love Island and Mike... I think hopefully that sets some boundaries for them mm. on all the channels, not just ITV. Yeah. But it is crazy. I don't think people can understand how weird it is until you do it. Yeah. And you start doing it and you don't understand it yourself. Like I mm. never knew how abnormal and weird some of the things that happened were until moving away from it and then having people around me who weren't involved in the mm-hmm. show and you tell them stories and they're like, what? That is not normal. Can you so you then have one of the things. So like, I'm trying to think. Like a weird thing. So basically, what happened? So after I broke up with my ex who was on the show, uh-huh. I had four or five months being single, and I then met my latest ex. Sounds like I had loads of exes. We recently broke up. That's totally normal. Mid twenties, you've got to get through. <laughs> yeah, so I've fine. had two. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so but when I first met him, I was still on the show, and. He just did not get it. Like, he mm. didn't understand certain things. Here's another reason why I sort of left, because I really liked him and I thought, okay, I feel like this is, like, a long-term thing. So, and he really couldn't deal with me being around my ex every day. Yeah. And Which in itself yeah. is problematic. 
and him having to like watch certain things and yeah but he sort of taught me how abnormal mm-hmm. the stuff was mainly stuff about what I was sort of used to with my ex he was like your idea of relationship is completely warped like this isn't normal yeah because it was all done on a in camera in front of everyone yeah. yeah and also so with the guy I dated on the show we didn't have a relationship really before the show like we dated but yeah we weren't properly like boyfriend and girlfriend until. So how long were you together before you were brought on? We'd known each other for about three or four years, uh-huh. and then we started dating in like the third year. We probably dated for like three months, God. but it wasn't like for long because I was in Bournemouth, so it was kind yeah. of like seeing once every few weeks. It wasn't yeah, intense. Even three months isn't very long, really. No. So the majority, like the heart of our relationship, was on the show. So that's all I really knew. So you properly fell in love on camera. Yeah. Wow. And then the next boyfriend sort of taught me how weird it was. Some of my like ways of thinking, he's like, that's not right. My recent ex, we broke up in April, so three, four months ago. Yeah, and how long were you guys together for? So about a year. Okay, yeah. long enough for it to be like... Yeah, no regrets. He yeah. Taught, he taught me those. And also he partly gave me a lot of confidence to leave the show because mm. he was very much like, I promise you you'll be fine. You're great. You can do anything. You don't need to stay on it. He sounds like a good one. Yeah, he was a good one. Fine. (laughs) So that's probably why you get so many more questions because everyone's so invested. They've been invested from the beginning in watching that kind of I know, but now I get questions about him. Where's he gone? I'm like, I can't keep up. But yeah. I know you've touched on social media a bit. Yeah. Kind of on the trolley negative side of stuff. But let's talk about some of the good stuff because I am a firm believer that there are loads of positives to social media and I feel like it gets quite a bad... I know that you've said about deleting people that make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah, It's like, it's your little slice of the internet. You choose yeah. what you're seeing. You know, yeah. I'm like, pottery video, dog video, cake. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I, love, <laughs> I love cooking videos. Yes, they're so relaxing. Yeah. Like the stirring, watching stuff melt. There's a sizzle. It's yeah. all good. I actually quite like slime videos. I haven't seen those. You've never seen a slime, slime video? <laughs> Am I completely alone in this? Honestly, it's a thing. <laughs> It's like, you know, the whole ASMR stuff. So basically, ASMR stands for like autosensory something. I don't remember the rest of the words. But it's where you hear like a certain sound. Yeah. And you get like a physical response to it. And only some people get it. And everyone has it to different things. Yeah. Some people watch like people like chewing ice. <laughs> or like, get like a... And they're like, I don't know why I like this, but I do. You get like a... Oh. It's like oh. not like a sexual thing. That makes it sound really like... <laughs> I felt like Barney. Like... <laughs> So slime, people like stretch and poke and mm-hmm. squish slime. Mm. But so for me, if I'm getting like a bit like anxious or I'm a bit like overthinking stuff, I'm like, right, I'm going to give myself five minutes. I'm just looking at utter oh, crap. Oh, no, I know the ones you know. I yeah. know what you mean. So I'm like slime, just something to kind of like switch off. Like, yeah. do you have something that kind of... Mine's definitely cooking videos. Cooking videos is that. Thing. Or people doing their makeup. I find... So therapeutic. I love my like skincare regime. Yeah, yeah. Like no sound, just them doing it. No sound. I don't like them talking through it. Like I do if I want to learn. Particular. (laughs) But if I'm trying to really relax, I just like it when it's got like a nice little soundtrack. And it's just, it's because it's almost like painting. Like you're watching someone paint. It's art. It is beautiful. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I love to do that. Yeah, that chills me out. If I want to hungry or like want to make myself hungry <laughs> yeah, yeah. for dinner I'll just sit on my phone just looking at like really cheesy pastas that they're making or like yeah chocolatey marshmallowy stuff good stuff so do you have any specific accounts that you follow I do but I have no idea what they're called that's fine there's one which is so good <laughs> 
feel like I need to know it. It's really American, but it's crazy how much Americans like put salt and stuff in their food. I really like salt though. But like everything, <laughs> I'm really bad for it. Like everything has got salt. Like even like macaroni cheese, their sauces, they at home they cook it and they'll put a spoonful of sugar in it. Sugar in yeah. mac and cheese. Like every sauce, everything. It's an American company, so I'm guessing it's right. an American thing. But <laughs> yeah, I just love watching. Yeah, like so there you go. So it can be used as a little like yeah. escapism. And how about like have you made friends that you like? You've got regular people that you chat to. I've definitely made friends with like girls in the same industry. Yeah. Like either they'll reply to one of your stories or you'll reply to theirs, yeah. and it like sort of sparks conversation. And then you and see then, them at events and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then you just bump into each other or whatever, or, you're, or you say, you're going to this event. So that's definitely helped. And brands? Do brands get in contact with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, Mostly. Yeah. So Mainly I on Instagram. You're, you're kind of filtering through, oh, that's actually it's hard, a brand, yeah. and that's actually a Premier League footballer. <laughs> Ask me if I'm on Snapchat. <laughs> I'm trying to go through. <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> I literally just skim through and you'll see like a blue tick. <laughs> I really want to know who they are. It's yeah. not exciting. No, but it's interesting. I love a bit of juicy goss. Can't help it. Love the goss. I know that you said you get a lot of judgment and stuff. Yeah. And your response is to just not engage. But have you ever just bitten? Uh, I bite at my phone. Like, I'll be sat on the yeah. sofa. It's actually happened a few days ago. Because mm-hmm. I did a post about wanting to become more sustainable amazing which everyone should be doing yeah people just went for me because they're like you promote this you promote that and it's like I wanted to rip my hair out because I'm like I'm trying to be positive and it was such an organic post like yeah it was really like from the heart and I wasn't paid to say it I wasn't told to say it by anyone yeah and it just annoyed me so much that something as positive as that can be turned around and it was like well I guess you won't be working with this brand because they're fast fashion and I was just like, I'm not saying I'm going to turn my whole life around in, like, a week and suddenly any not step. do any of these things. Yeah. But that's what annoys me about social media is the, like, the constant judgment and the feeling that you can get that you can never do right. Are you not like, right, I'm going to find your full name and I'm going to Google you and I'm going to ruin your life? <laughs> like, does that not... I do sometimes <laughs> click on them to send them a direct message and then I'm like, read Don't the trolls. Don't do I'll it. I'll screenshot it and send it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then I wake up and I'm over it. Not yeah, the best. I am quite. I'm not fiery, but I really, yeah. I really get worked up. So, yeah. but I think that's also more still being genuine as well. Like I've got yeah. my back face, like literally none. Yeah, but some people also, like it, some people don't. It's also <laughs> stuff like food. I, I try and post a lot about food because I get asked about it a lot. Yeah, but any meal I put, it's either it's too healthy or it's too sugary or the portion's too big or the portion's too small, and it's literally like. Get a do, hobby. I, do I just give up now or yeah <laughs> but with jewellery you don't get criticised so excellent <laughs> perfect that's the main thing <laughs> yeah move swiftly on so. <laughs> so yes we have some jewels I think yeah. I've got some of your uh, your edit on yeah do you like it I love it <laughs> good one of the bonuses <laughs> being asked to do this that I got to be bejeweled <laughs> so you guys were already wearing yeah stuff. so I First heard of the brand about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I think I had one piece from here. I suddenly started seeing all my friends getting piercings done. And I was like, <laughs> I want that. So then I messaged the brand. No, I think I came in my friend Tiff. We came in together and she got a piercing. And then I met Sophie, who mm-hmm. works in the office. And she was like, oh, you should come in and do like choose some bits and 
get your ears pierced and stuff. So we did, did that. did you get done? I decided to get both ears done at the same time, which was really bad decision because also I was running a half marathon a week after and my boyfriend at the time was with me was like, why don't you get them pissed after your half marathon? Because yeah. can get a bit sore because I got this cartilage done. Oh, yeah. Which is sore. But I literally, yeah, I got both ears done at the same time. So I got two on this ear and two on this ear. I recommend just choosing one ear to do at a time. Yes. Yeah. You definitely can't sleep on, on it that night. But it's these that are painful. How long did it hurt for? These ones literally hurt for like one night max. Really? The lower ones. I wasn't allowed to get my ears pissed till I was 12. Which I think it's really out of order. That's really old. Isn't it? My no, mom's that's like, old. No, 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 that's young. <laughs> young? 12. You think that's young to get your ears pierced? Like I mean, you're just I, actual low. I wasn't allowed till I was like 16. No way. So what advice would you give to your younger self? <clears throat> As in like, if I could go back in time. Yeah. If you could go back, what's some stuff you wish you knew? I guess. How easy life is when you're 18, 19, 20. That's so true. Compared to 25. Like, even 25 is probably not as bad as, I don't yeah, know, you, older. Yeah, don't even, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Doesn't do that. But, like, this, you worry at that age, and I look back now and I go, life yeah. is so easy and so good. Yeah. But I still think you've got loads of raging hormones at 18. I don't think everything's settled down yet. I don't think your brain yeah. stopped growing, and it's just kind of all a bit, it's very confusing. Yeah. Also, this is a weird one, but I wasn't even a massive learner at school, but... I sometimes now really miss learning. You're already learning in other places. Yeah, so I have to, like, make myself read and, like, have mm. little spur-of-the-moment things where I'm like, right, I'm going to learn Spanish. Because I have Amazing. to... I need something. It's in the last year this has sort of happened where I've missed school and learning. And at the time, when you're actually at school and learning, you hate it. Because you're being so told to. I would say re- enjoy that. It is really nice. It's a luxury and that you don't appreciate. Yeah. yeah, and it's so much better than working, so... It's... Okay, so... What is one of your proudest moments? Because you've had quite a journey. Yeah. Like, what do you go back and you think, yeah? Honestly, when I came into the shop earlier and I saw all my little, my face and the edit and stuff, and I was looking at the videos I took on my phone, I was like, oh my God, I'm so, feels so good. That's a nice one. Yeah. That's nice. All right. So stuff like that. I think this has been my favourite and kind of biggest relationship with a brand I've mm. had. Like I just, a few months ago I did an edit with Nasty Girl, which is a fashion brand, and that was really cool. But, yeah, this one's a little bit more. I think it's because my face is in the store, so I'm like, wow, I've made it. (laughs) Looking amazing in the windows, or you're on your way in. Yeah. That's a good proud moment, okay. So how do you manage your work-life balance? Because obviously you share so much Mm. as part of your work. Like, how do you figure out where to stop? I feel like I forget sometimes. I always forget, actually, that technically... A lot of the stuff I'm doing on Instagram is work mm. and I can never draw the line between work and chill. Yeah. I'm always on it and I'm always trying to show as much as I can. So I'll have days where I get really exhausted and then I sort of beat myself off because I'm like, I haven't done anything today. Like I haven't worked. Yeah. But then I think actually I spent all day videoing, planning stuff, thinking about what picture to post next. It does tire you out. Yeah. But I go through phases, I think. My mum can tell when I'm when I'm sharing more, she's like, you're definitely happier and less tired. And right. then when I sort of go back a bit, she's like, I can tell you're tired this week or... Yeah. I try to share as much as I can. I don't put my family on my social that much. I need to keep some things a little bit mm-hmm. sacred. I put both my exes I've had, I put all over my social. Mm. 
so I think with the next guy that I date or whatever, I think I might keep that private. Okay, well, or that's more a good... private because it's just hard. Mm. Like even two years after breaking up with the ex from the show, I still get asked, Are "You guys can get back together," and I'm like, "No, don't <laughs> yeah. remind me of his name." <laughs> Which is fair enough. Yeah, but like I like sharing girly stuff anyway. And yeah, the majority of my followers are girls, and yeah, they just want to know about. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Do you think that? kind of growing up in the kind of uh, reality world made it easier to share as much as you do on Instagram because you're used to kind of being that exposed? Yeah, I only know Instagram with the show. I don't really remember it before. I don't know if I even you had it. You were like, in the early days when everyone was like, here's my coffee, yeah. here's my feet and the birth. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't... Heavy filter. I really don't know what it's like to have Instagram. Because also as well, for like bloggers and stuff, they sort of build their following quite slowly and steadily. Mm. Whereas when you get a following from a TV show, I can't imagine what it's like for Love Island people. Because that is literally like... Yeah. Because it happened relatively quickly. I don't know. I don't know what it'd be like to be on Instagram and not have to think about what I was posting. And just have that freedom. Yeah. Have you thought about like setting up like a pseudonym? Private one. I think it would just stress me out, the thought of having... More energy into yeah. more sharing, though, no, fair enough. I think I want to make my Instagram even more... It's hard. It's so hard to know what to do because you want to keep it really real, mm-hmm. but you also want to keep it professional because yeah. it is your job. In my head, I'm constantly like, oh, brands will want it to look like a magazine. Oh, wait, no, brands will want it to look like this. Oh, wait, yeah, no, brands... Because ultimately, it is your place to sell yourself mm-hmm. to all the different brands that you want to work with. So I do have that constant thing in my head, like, what do I post? Yeah. But I'm way better at just going with the flow now and just being like... So what inspires you? What inspires me? I think my mum inspires me, though, because she's oh. such, like, she's so independent. What's her name? Oh, no, we're not, talk- we're not sharing family stuff. We, she, her name's Tracy. Tracy, <laughs> legend. So she's got six kids. Which in itself is a full-time job. Yeah, and so the three older kids are half, mm-hmm. so they have a different dad, but he just sort of left when they were all under the age of, like, four. So oh, she wow. was, like, a proper single mum, trying to work and juggle all that. So she did all that on her own, and then she met my dad, and then they had me and my two young brothers. She just completely built her business. What's her business? So her and my dad own a logistics company. I don't really think I know what that is. So (laughs) it's really hard to explain, but it's kind of just like, it's kind of like, you know, DHL. Yeah, okay, right. It's like warehouses, sending stuff everywhere. And they built it from scratch. And I just remember my mum would literally take us to school at eight in the morning, pick us up again at four, and she'd work the whole day, take us home, make us dinner, then she'd go back to work from literally six in the evening, just before we went to boarding school. Oh, wow. Um, And then work till like 4 a.m., and come back and yeah. for like an hour. Tracy she's sounds like a legend. Hands on. She's also got six dogs. She and she's real like girl power, yeah. independent. Yeah, she's just I don't know how she does so much, but she does so much. She, she's quite inspiring. So I'll say thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's been a wonderful journey. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I have. And maybe we'll get you back next season. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to After Hours by Astrid and Mew. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. See you next week.